Welcome to Broadway's Backbone with Brad Bradley, a podcast dedicated to the men and women of the ensemble, the chorus of dancers, singers, and actors that are the foundation of every Broadway musical, actually every musical. These often unsung gypsies are the hardest working people on the boards and are, well, Broadway's backbone. Welcome to episode 21. Our special guest is Heather Tepe. Welcome, Heather, to Broadway's Backbone. Is it uh, Heather Tepe or Heather Teepee? That's a good question. <laughs> it's been a question my entire life. Um, I, I've started saying Teepee, but my half my family says Teepee, half my family says Tepe. My brother says Tepe. I've started saying Teepee. My dad used to say Tepe, but the rest of his family said Teepee. So I think it should be Teepee because the rest of his family says Teepee, but he always said Teppy, and then my aunts and uncles, they say Teepee, and then they got mad at the grandparents. So <laughs> now they say Teppy. So I think I'm kind of one of the only ones that still says Teepee, but. I think yeah. Teepee it is. <laughs> yeah. Great, well thank you for coming, Heather Teepee. Yeah. So uh, your Broadway credits include Gypsy, Grinch, <laughs> you did that twice, How the Grinch mm-hmm. Stole Christmas, Billy Elliot, and currently you're in Matilda. Yes. So where'd you get from and how'd you start? How did I start? I started by doing beauty pageants. Really? <laughs> my mom didn't know what to do with me. I just like singing and dancing, so she put me into pageants. She had me dress up as Annie, and I sang Tomorrow. That was my talent, and that's, <laughs> that's how I got started. <laughs> that's how you got started. And, and uh, how, how old were you when you decided you wanted to do this for a career? I had to be young. I was like, I think I had to be doing pageants at like five, six. Really? Yeah. That young? Yeah, because I auditioned for Gypsy when I was nine. So, like six, seven, I was dancing and singing and taking voice lessons, and then I got Gypsy when I was nine. So, at nine years old, you were cast to play Baby June opposite Bernadette Peters mm-hmm. in Gypsy. Yeah. Which is huge. <laughs> Had you any idea what, what you were in for when, with that? Did you know the show Gypsy? I, I watched the movie a bunch when I was going in for it, and, but I didn't really know much beyond Baby June. I, lo- I was obsessed with her. I love that. And, <laughs> and everyone said I'd be perfect, I'd be perfect, and I would just like watch it over and over again. And then I went in for it and it happened. And it happened. <laughs> How was the audition process, especially at that early of an age? Did you, were you nervous? I don't really remember being nervous. I remember having one like competitive, like I think like my first like real competitive feeling in an audition room. I remember there was this girl with like two buns on top of her head in like stars and stripes and she was dressed like to a T and she and there was like camera crew and they kept like taping the two of us and I was just she was just so in their face that I was like oh my goodness I don't know that I can do that I can't do this <laughs> <laughs> well obviously you did well <laughs> and, and you booked the booked the show yeah. how was it working with Bernadette was she motherly was she professional she was amazing she acted as our mother she was she was just an incredible woman. We would, um, like for Halloween, we'd put up a haunted house, and she would come to the haunted house. Every holiday, she'd give, a, give us like a little gift, whether it was like Valentine's Day, we'd get like chocolates, or Halloween, we'd get like a Godiva bear with like themed chocolates. Oh. Um, I, I actually don't have it on me. But for Christmas, we, she gave us Tiffany's diamond rings, which I've worn ever since, except recently I um, 
broke it during the show, during the tilde. Oh, no. And it sliced my finger in half. So it needs to be fixed. It definitely needs to be fixed. <laughs> <laughs> and so you got your a, uh, your equity card at nine years old. Mm -hmm. Did you even know what that meant? Do you know, like, could you tell the difference, like, oh, now I'm a professional when I get that card? Uh, I don't think I really knew what it meant. Oh, well, of course not. <laughs> Uh, I read that you consider yourself that you really grew up in the theater, which is very true, especially in the Schubert. Yeah. But also during Gypsy is when your parents got divorced and mm -hmm. theater was your safe haven or therapy. And was that, I mean, from being nine years old, starring in a Broadway show and your parents going through divorce, that's a lot to handle. That's a lot to handle for an adult, let alone handle for nine years old. Yeah, I mean, at the time, I just loved doing the show so much and it's exactly what you said I would that was my escape I would go to the theater and I was always happy at the theater and it's not not to say I wasn't really happy at home like they needed to get the divorce like I was happy that they were getting divorced right but yeah the theater has always been my home I used to say the stage is where I'm most comfortable I'm usually a very shy person but when I'm on stage I can I feel like I can finally be myself well, that's Which wonderful. that's kind of how I always felt as a little kid. <laughs> well, that's great. Do you like creating a different character? And I mean, you are a lovely, shy girl, and June is nothing. <laughs> shy is not at all in her vocabulary. So did you like really becoming someone else at that yeah, time? I did. It was really fun. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's fantastic. After, uh, after Gypsy, then you let, went into the Grinch. Mm -hmm. Or was there a time? How long were you in Gypsy? I did, uh, two years. It was maybe a little over two years but it was around two years around two years and did they weigh you did they measure you after a certain age could you not play the role anymore or I remember it was at the very end of the run I think they measured everyone took everyone's weight and they were thinking about replacing certain people <clears throat> and I know I didn't grow and I didn't weigh anything and I know they weren't going to replace me <laughs> oh so that's but very good no one actually ended up really getting replaced just one kid because he left to go do something else okay so. Actually, two, but two kids left to go do something else. Yeah, I talked to a, a couple young girls who are doing this for business, and mm -hmm. uh, they asked me to ask you, what happens during like the dead years, like when you're not little anymore, but you're not necessarily a teenager, you're definitely not an adult. Mm -hmm. Did you have a weird transition during those years? I was very lucky. I felt the transition, but not as greatly as I feel like most kids do. Because I did The Grinch when I was 13, 14. And then I think I turned 15 the second year. So I was pretty old doing the Grinch. Right. And then I had like 15, 16, 17 were my three years of really not doing doing anything. I was auditioning and I really I got close to a lot of things, but never booked anything. And then Billy Elliot, I was 17 when I started. But I auditioned for the original cast, I think, when I was 16. Didn't get it for the first year and then booked that. So yeah, I didn't really feel it that greatly. I kind of just became a normal kid. Oh, okay. <laughs> For two years, I did a year of high school. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm curious about that. How did you do schooling this whole time from Gypsy and the Grinch? Yeah, exactly. It was very different. It depends show to show. Like, Gypsy was during the rehearsal process. We, re we would get, well, I think it's four hours of tutoring a day. So that was just implemented into our day. And then for Grinch, well, sorry, for Gypsy... Then when we opened the show, I would go to normal school during the day. Oh, okay. I went to normal school, did the show. My school was great, and they let me come in late. So I, if school started at 9, I always came in at 10 because I was getting home so late when I was 9. 
<laughs> Which I loved. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then I got to miss Wednesdays. It was excused. And then for Grinch, because it because we had more shows, um, they tutored us during the whole run of the show. Okay. Were other kids mean to you or t- uh, teasing you because you were out of school, or were you kind of famous? Neither. They kind of just didn't really know what I did, and they kind of... They're like, okay, you're going to New York. Okay, I don't know what that means. And they just, they really didn't treat me any differently. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice. Cause <laughs> yeah, usually... no one just, no one knew what I did. <laughs> All right, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. So tell me about The Grinch. Uh, you did it the first year, and it was at, on Broadway, and then the second year was at Madison Square Garden. Is that correct? Both years were on Broadway. Oh, okay. I did, I did the workshop, so I originated the role of Annie Who. So, and... We knew that it was Broadway bound, so everyone in that workshop pretty much came over and did it the first year on Broadway. And Great. then the second year, I think they only kept three of the kids for the second year, and I was one of the three that did it con- consecutively. Oh, that's first great. First year I was a principal, second year I was a swing. You were a swing. Yeah. Oh, we have to talk about swinging, because <laughs> swinging's hard on anyone's brain, let alone, well, maybe like when you're young, you're, you get things faster than a normal person. Um, did you do any of the Macy's Day parades? Not until Matilda. <laughs> really? Not until Matilda? Yeah. So I remember Grinch did it one time, and it was so exciting. How was that? Because the Macy's Day Parade is a big deal. Oh. I, that's, well, the Macy's Day Thanksgiving Day Parade is actually really why I wanted to do theater. That's how I kind of knew what theater was. I like singing and dancing, but I would wake up every morning at, like, every Thanksgiving Day morning at, like, 6 a.m. for the 9 o'clock parade, wake everyone in my house up, and we had to watch every performance. And I was obsessed with every show. And then I saw Oklahoma, and there were kids in it. And I was like, Ma, I want to do that. How, how can I do that? And that's, I think, when she started like trying to find me an agent and figuring out how I could do that. But, yeah, so it meant a lot for me, finally, to be able to do that, like, four years later. Oh, that's so later. great. <laughs> it was, I mean, how freezing was it the day you did it? It actually wasn't that bad. It was... A nicer day, and we wore wool coats. Oh, you wore wool coats. <laughs> oh, that's good, because I did it once, and I swear it was below zero. Yeah, we were lucky. We did revolting children, so we had oh. our jackets. Oh, good. <laughs> so, uh, how was it after be starring on Broadway, and then your next show, you had a, a great little role in Grinch, and then you were the swing. Would that hurt your ego at all? Were you frustrated, or were you just still happy for the work? No, I was still happy. I actually, because the first year, we only had two swings. And they got to go to every single show. The show was double cast, but the swings got to go to every show. And I was so jealous that the swings got to go to every single show. So that I wanted to be a swing the next year. So when I found out that I was a swing, I was so excited. Well, you wanted to be a swing? Yeah. That is so hard. So how, I, do you put it down in charts? Are you, do you have computer program? How do you swing? Now I write it all down. I'm very old school. I tried the uh, stage right program. But for Matilda, it doesn't really work that well because we use all the British number lines. So oh. it didn't match up. And it was really, I still had to do it manually, basically. Oh, okay. So I was like, I'm just going to write it down. But yeah, I have lots of charts, lots of just written choreography, videos. We were lucky enough to be able to video Oh, some that's of good. Results. And does your brain just maintain everything and it holds it all? The choreography, numbers and stuff, I. When I teach it, I need to look at it, just like re-memorizing it. 
programming my brain. Every time I go on for a track, I basically look at the charts and like program my brain for what I'm doing. That's why split tracking is like no different for me than doing one track because I just sit there before the show and try and program my uh, brain to doing. Well, explain okay. what a, a split track is. Split track is multiple tracks or ensemble roles at one in one show. Okay, so, so two people were out, you'd go on for both. Yeah, so like in Matilda we've had situations where we had, we were down like two kids and two adults and there weren't enough swings to cover that, so I would play one of the kids and one of the adults. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing a 10-year-old boy and a 30-year-old woman at the same time. Wow, so I mean, there, you cover both genders. Yeah. And both age groups. That's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> and how old are you now? 23? 23. At 23, yeah. you're doing that. That's impressive. Uh, so I met you at Billy Elliot. I, you, what year did you join? In the first? Had to be year two. Yes. I think we joined around the same time. Yeah. And it's funny because I think a lot of people just think of Broadway as being so glamorous. And it is very glamorous and exciting, but the backstage is not as great as, you know, Durham. You can go to Durham and they have a big theater facility. When I met you, there was no room in the dressing room for you, so your dressing room spot was a folding chair in the stairwell outside the men's ensemble dressing room. And that's where you sat in your tutu. It was just, I mean, how, it's so, isn't it interesting that people think you have a whole glamorous life and know you're on a folding chair? Was that weird for you to just be kind of out there? Well, that was my choice. I didn't really enjoy being in the room with all the little girls. Right. They were just loud, and I was like a teenager, and I thought that was too cool for everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I chose to be on the steps. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was more fun, actually. Yeah. Because <laughs> how was it? Because that was a weird transition, because you are a teenager, but you were covering and playing a 12-year-old, but then you also covered um, the old lady in the show as well. Yeah. So that's a fantastic... Yeah, that was my crossover. That that's what I meant by saying I was lucky where I really didn't have to feel that gap because I really gradually moved through it. Okay. I was playing a twelve year old and covering adults and I'm still covering kids and adults. So I'm because I'm so short and <laughs> I I ease my way as an adult into the business. <laughs> no, that's a that's a good thing. But it was kinda of funny because I mean I think you probably got to know the cast better because of being on the on that folding chair. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think being in theater this whole time of your life, you grew up too fast, or you grew up faster, you were exposed to things you shouldn't have been exposed to, or you're glad? I'm glad. I'm so glad. I feel like kids should be exposed to things at the age of 10. I learned everything when I was 10. Before that, I knew nothing. <laughs> <laughs> theater changed my life, but I'm grateful for that. Um, yeah, it's different nowadays, I'll definitely say. Like, I feel like our kids in Matilda are very sheltered. Oh. They don't really have the experience that I had when I was 10. There are more guardians. They're taken everywhere that they need to go. Um, the guardians are really in control over them. Where when I was a kid, I was really treated like an adult. Not to say these kids aren't, but I was just pretty much on my own all the time. Or at least I felt that way. We also only had seven kids, and in Matilda we have, like, 16. Right. So that's a, diff- a huge difference. But. No, that's good that uh, you're pleased with it because there was times, I mean, that Billy Elliot men's ensemble dressing room, they said some stuff that shocked me. And I was right by that door, so I can just imagine the stuff that you would hear as a 17-year-old girl coming out of that room because yeah. nothing shocks me, and I was shocked in that room. 
So sometimes, I, I mean, if we were like, shh, there's a whole girls ensemble, and people be like, uh, Heather's right outside, <laughs> you guys. So I mean, that's that's pretty funny. But you were, I mean, you were, you were, you felt like an adult, even though you were dressed with pink tails and yeah. a tutu. Yeah. No, I think that that's I mean, great. I've always felt older than I am. Right. I forget that I'm 23. <laughs> no, that's a good thing. How was it dealing with uh, being a young girl, dealing with body image and things like that already? Um, it was difficult at time, only because I was always looked at as a child. So when I was like 17, 18, 19, playing kids, I always just felt so much bigger than everyone. Mm. But really, I was just really small, and that's why I was playing a child just because there were nine-year-olds standing next to me and they were so stick skinny it made me feel a little bit just bigger right but once I've kind of transitioned into adulthood I I really don't have issues with it well that's good because <laughs> especially young girls can be mean I have a my niece is 14 now and just seeing how mean mean girls I mean are yeah. like that did you experience any of that no wow I'm so yeah. jealous of you I didn't go to girls school <laughs> yeah no but I think I mean I, I mean girl ensemble dressing rooms are notoriously mean yeah well I'm told that we the, all the girls aren't in one dressing room okay and we have everyone's super nice and I don't we I don't feel I haven't felt that with anyone that has worked at Matilda but we're two by two in dressing rooms oh okay so I have basically my own dressing room with a roommate, which is really nice. Oh, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> on the nice. first floor. <laughs> really? You're on the first floor? Yeah. Wow. That's nice. fantastic. Yeah. And so, um, also, I think with young women and the media, there's also not only body image things, girls and women are over-sexualized. Do you feel that there's a pressure from casting directors and other things, and just uh, not when you're playing a young girl, but just you in your personal life feel that there's an over-sexualization didn't come out right of young women I don't feel it often I will say when I was in LA for a bit of time I could sense that and feel that more so but in New York I've never really felt that I've always felt kind of comfortable and I've never really experienced that I feel like most people that I work with all of my bosses are either female or gay right so, <laughs> yeah I don't feel like I ever interact with that's great. Do you feel like you're a role model to some of these young girls? Do they look up to you or? I do. I think more so with the original cast because I wasn't in charge of them. <laughs> <laughs> now I think they're not afraid of me, but they just look at me in a different light. Whereas when I was the dance captain and I was just a swing, I definitely saw that the kids, because they thought of me as one of their own, just an older version of themselves, which was really cool. Oh. Because I wasn't teaching them. I was just there with them, doing the show with them, oh. sharing a stage with them, which I still do, just a little different now. <laughs> a little different now. Well, now you're back now in the different. Schubert Theater where you met Bernadette, mm -hmm. and you're in the original cast of Matilda. Mm -hmm. How has this experience been? You started off as a swing as well. Yes. And was that something you wanted to do as well, again? Yeah, I love swing, swinging. I've kind of always enjoyed it. Really? It doesn't, yeah. uh, does it ever hurt your ego or anything like that, not to be on every night? Or? No, <laughs> it doesn't. I, I like switching it up. It's allowed me to stay in shows for a very long time. I never get bored. Um, it's so much easier on your body. <laughs> and yeah. And then you transferred 
to be the assistant dance captain. Mm-hmm. So I was originally a swing, and then I took over for our assistant dance captain who left the show. And are you liking that? That comes with some power. Yeah. Some power. Yes. <laughs> Not a lot of power. No, but you're a very <laughs> sweet, reserved girl, and you know you have to be forceful and give notes and take charge. Is that something you that comes naturally or you enjoy? Um, I enjoy it. I enjoy teaching. I don't necessarily like yelling at the kids. I try not to unless they're, they really deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> but we are really good kids, so I, I don't really have to lose my temper very often. <laughs> oh, that's good. But then there was a time where you were bumped up from assistant to the actual dance captain. Yeah. It was only a short amount of time. Short amount of time. Very stressful. (laughs) Yes. Is this a career move that you think you're going to want to be behind the table more and uh, be an assistant choreographer and be a choreographer? Or you just like this part of being a swing? I do really enjoy this part of being a swing. I wouldn't mind being on the other side of the table, maybe a little bit. I don't know if I necessarily would like to choreograph, but I definitely like swinging and knowing the show really well and teaching it and yeah that side of it no that's choreographing is a totally different thing I don't know if I can go there <laughs> oh no that, that's definitely a lot and now again you're in this show you're covering boys you go on even in boy mm-hmm. tracks mm-hmm. how do they switch up the track or you just play it as a girl yeah I'm in my school dress I'm just another body on the stage I've gone on for full adult male tracks. I've gotten to climb the back of the gates, which was really fun. <laughs> wow. And do you enjoy do you enjoy the show? I mean I saw the show and I was right in front. I just thought it was so much fun. Yeah. It's a great show. I love the show. I love doing the show. I love getting to play every character in the show. I love getting to be a ten year old and scream and sing We're Molten Children and do Bruce and I love getting to do the salsa, which I've never really gotten to do before. Prior to this, that's like I like getting to feel like an adult on stage. Right. And that's what that feels like. Yeah. Did you enjoy Billy Elliot for that sense too, or do you get to do more? I get to do way more in this, yeah. I get to dress up in like a two-piece and heels, which I've never worn heels on the stage before this. So. <laughs> well, I mean, we've been trying to schedule this for uh, a couple weeks, and you're just so crazy busy with always the all kids coming in and everything like that. And I asked you earlier, I was like, do you have a real life? And you just said no. <laughs> So even like a young, beautiful girl at 23 years old, if you're in theater, it's your life. Yeah, it, it is your life. I will say I definitely try and make an effort to have a life. I mean, right now I don't really have a life because I'm putting kids into the show, but on the off-season, between every time we put in the kids over six months, there's that six-month gap where it gets a little easier, where I really try and like do stuff to maintain happiness, <laughs> really. <laughs> Did you think about going to college or anything like that? Or do you go to college? No, I I thought about it during Billy Elliot because that was like my college years. I would have been applying. Yes. But I was doing Billy and I was like, I'm not going to leave the show to go to school for probably musical theater. So then try and get a job again when I could just stay in the show. And then post Billy Elliot, I decided, oh, maybe I'll just try LA and I'll go there. So I drove across the country, went to LA was there for like a day, not even. I think the day, when I pulled into the driveway, I got a phone call to come do the Grinch at Madison Square Garden. Oh, so again. you did come back a third time. <laughs> yes and no. When I was back oh. that, <laughs> when I was back to do the Grinch, I was in rehearsal for like two weeks and I was in final callbacks for Matilda. 
but I found out that I got Matilda while I was doing Grinch, so I couldn't do Grinch anymore. Oh. I just started doing Matilda. Never went back to L.A. <laughs> Never went back to L.A. Yeah. And what did you want to do in L.A.? Were you going to do TV and film, or? I was just going to see what, the, what it was all about. I wanted some fi- some change. Some change. Yeah. I was doing Billy for a while. Yeah. yeah. And change is good. So yeah. while normal girls are going to sorority parties and frat parties, you're spending your day putting in 12-year-olds into Matilda. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that's, I mean, I, to me that sounds like a, a great life, but I think a lot of people don't realize what you're choosing to give up when you decide that you want to do this as a career. And it is a full-time career. Do you have regrets giving up that type of, like, quote-unquote normal life? No, I don't. I mean, I've had my fair share of partying and going out at a younger age. (laughs) But, yeah, yeah, I guess I've just grown up faster and I realize I don't really need that. (laughs) No, absolutely. Do you have even time to date? Yeah, I have a boyfriend. You do? He's in the show, yeah. Oh, and he's in the show. Uh-huh. Okay, now that's that's convenient. <laughs> yeah. uh, so was it a showman's type thing, or it was a showman's? Yeah. We met during the show. He was in the show for a year, and I really didn't want anything to do with him. And then, well, we used to, as swings, we would sing off stage. We were technically, um, oh my God, on stage, off stage? I can't think of the word. <laughs> I'm uh, losing my mind. Uh, off stage swings, on stage swings. Yeah, partial swings. Partial right. swings. Yeah, we're technically partial swings because we would sing some of the numbers off stage into a mic, and so we would do that every single day together. But we never really would talk to each other. So eventually, we started talking, and then yeah, started dating. Wow! <laughs> and why didn't you talk in the beginning? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you original cast, and he wasn't. Not even. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> That's so great. And is it awkward working together? Or, I mean, you have separate dressing rooms, and so it's, you know, you come into work and you leave your life there. Yeah. Ah. Was it a talent crush as well? Because talent crushes people talk about a lot of time, or it was, it was a completely offstage crush. Yeah, it was really completely offstage. I mean, we were both swings, so it's not like I was watching him perform right. every night. Right. It was really we got to hang out and got to know each other, and that's kind of where it stemmed from. Oh, I love <laughs> that. I love that. I love a good showman. Yeah. It doesn't. <laughs> so right now, Off-Broadway, Ruthless is playing. Mm-hmm. And I read that you played Tina in Ruthless. Mm-hmm. Now, that's Marvin Laird. Did he um, conduct you in Yes. In Gypsy? And that's how I got Ruthless. Oh, it is how you got Ruthless. Yeah. So he worked on that as well. Yeah, he yeah, he worked on it when I did it in Florida. Well, actually, at the time, him and his partner thought that it was going to be the last time that they were going to do it themselves. So they wanted... Mm, me to do it so they I didn't even audition really he just offered asked me if I wanted to do it I sang through some songs with him at his apartment or at his house in Connecticut I think it was and then we all did it in Florida oh, it's a great show did you just love that part oh my god that's like my favorite show it's definitely my favorite show to do have you seen the off-Broadway I saw it before it came to off-Broadway when it was being done like uptown oh okay it was the same production and Marv didn't Marvin play was Marvin Joel, in it? Joel, well, yeah, both of them were. I saw it with both of them, actually. Joel was playing Tina the night that I saw it. Really? <laughs> oh, that's so great. Yeah. So would that be, you'd probably say that's your favorite show and favorite yeah. role? Yeah. Oh. No, I think it's great. So have you had a lot of injuries with your body or body maintenance? I know with Billy Elliot, we had physical therapists there mm-hmm. twice a week. Same thing with Matilda? Yeah. They're there all the time. <laughs> oh. 
also want to break stage. Uh-huh. So. And what type? What are the most common injuries that everyone has? Is it the rake stage? So it's knees and. Yeah, we haven't had any like major injuries. We've had injury. We've had a lot of knees. A lot of people have been out for knees. We've had um, people out for like shoulder stuff. I don't know if that's the veins. I don't know what that could be from. But back. Yeah. How about you? I'm strong so far. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. <laughs> yes. It's been like five years straight on a rake. <laughs> Guess your body's used to it. Swinging saves me. Swinging saves you. Yeah. Do you have that swing anxiety when you run on stage and you just don't know where your spot is or your numbers and you're looking down, or are you just comfortable every time? I'm pretty comfortable. Yeah, I mean, because I I try and think about everything right before I go on stage, and I really program my brain. I'm saying I do this, 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 and I'm gonna try and perform as much as possible. <laughs> I mean, that's so that's so great. Uh, my very first uh, guest was. He swings a lot. And we always say that uh, if the ensemble is the backbone of Broadway, then swings are the actual spinal cord because you can't do anything without good swings. I mean, they really are the hardest working people. When I have gone, I only swung once. And I, I'll never do it again. And I swing four people. How many people do you swing in Matilda? I've lost track. I swing like eight kids, three, the three females, and then I've also been on for like various tracks of men, adult men. And I've done one full track, one complete full track, but that's the only one that you can kind of get away with as a female. But I've done pretty much all the other parts that don't have to be a male, if that makes sense. Yes, it makes complete <laughs> sense. That's wild. Yeah, I know I heard one so person went on. Yeah. Oh, and it's, that's that's great. And you. And it, you don't get frustrated or frazzled or anxious or anything no, like, like that. No, I like it. You I like mean, it. I like being thrown on for the guys. I think it's fun. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Out of all your moments in your career, do you have something that's favorite? Did you get to perform on the Tony Awards? Yeah. That was pretty cool. Which show was that? Matilda. It was Matilda. Yeah. Got to do all the big stuff in Matilda. <laughs> yep. Well, it was a big show. Yeah. <laughs> and did you like the Tony Awards? Was that Radio City Music Hall? That was crazy. I actually felt nerves for the first time. Just hearing you were we were sitting at our desks, and I could just hear the audience like roaring behind us. And my heart was just going, "Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness!" And then when I turned around, it was just huge, massive, and it was really awesome. Oh yes! And I got to do the kids' choreography, so that was also fun. <laughs> and how are you with the accent? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to say much. There's a lot of because I know uh, a lot of people talk about not being able to understand some of the the songs and the kids. Mm-hmm. How is it different from Billy Elliot to? Matilda, accent-wise, and also, uh, do you have someone there, a vocal yeah. cord? Ben Fury. Oh, same, mm-hmm. same guy, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, Billy was a Geordie accent. This is just, this is a little different. I mean, it's just more like a typical British accent, except we've taken it away slightly from the kids. So the Matildas are supposed to have like a half American, half British accent right now. Oh, okay. And on the tour, they've taken away it completely for the kids. Really? Yeah. Which is interesting. Yes. <laughs> well, I know on the tour of Billy, they, they took away most of the cuss words. Yeah. Do you Have you toured at all? No. Is it something you want to do? I think so. I did more so like a year ago, because now I'm really, really comfortable in New York. But I, I want to travel in general. So definitely after Matilda, that's top thing on my list to do. Do you see yourself staying with Matilda till it has its swan song? 
I think so. I mean, it depends on how long that is. <laughs> right. No, but why not? You know, especially yeah. especially if you don't, if they're not weighing you, measuring you like they did in Gypsy. Yeah. You could actually have a, have a moment. Do you have a dream role? I know at one point it was Annie. Did you get to play Annie? I never got to play Annie. <gasps> you never got to play Annie? Oh. I did get to sing tomorrow in a ball gown at the Kennedy Center, but never actually got to play Annie. And what was that for? It was uh, called Broadway Divas. It was like a concert with a bunch of, like, Broadway Divas, and I was a little girl in it. <laughs> okay, at the Kennedy Center, that's pretty amazing. So you yeah. did get to sing tomorrow. I did. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to play Baby June and uh, Ruthless. Tia. And yeah. Tina and Ruthless. Which probably beats Annie. Well, <laughs> pretty, cl- pretty close. Because uh, Did you know Bernadette before you worked with her? From the Annie movie. From the Annie movie. <laughs> yes, well, she was Lily St. Regis. Uh-huh. Oh. What a great career you've had, and what a great career you're going to continue to have. Do you have, once after Matilda, do you know, you're, are you going to take some time to just actually be an adult for a little while and not be acting like a kid? Are you ready to beca- audition for adult roles? Yeah, I think so. I mean, really after Matilda, I think I want to take a break. I really want to travel. I want to go overseas. I mean, I have a little bit, but I really want to explore like Southeast Asia and spend a good amount of time on that side of the world. And then come back and, I don't know. See what's next? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of things will be next for you because you're, you're so nice and you're, you are really talented. Well, I know that they, people always talk about swing options and, and oh, careful, the, the swing's on or whatever. I would never know when you were on because you were just, you know, you, in, in solidarity, you would go in front of me and I'd be like, oh, Heather's on. Because you, were, you would fit right in. I mean, I've worked with swings where... I mean, God love them. They crash into you, and they, they have, like, they get so excited, and they're running around, and you're, it's, I mean, there's, like, an adro- uh, a jolt of adrenaline into the show, but it's not always a good a good thing. Yeah. You would just seamlessly always, always fit in, you know? Maybe eventually we'd be like, oh, she's, she's the taller one. But that's a, that's a skill that uh, you're, you're very good at. So I bet it, you've mastered it now. I definitely feel more comfortable swinging now. Definitely seems a lot easier swinging this show than Billy Elliot, and I think this is probably a harder show to swing than Billy. So, yeah, I think practice definitely helps. <laughs> yes. And to be comfortable with yourself that you don't I mean, have a ego thing. That's so great, because I, mean, I just don't know many young girls that are so comfortable with themselves like you seem to be, and you seem to be then when you're 17. You know, and that's a, that's a, that's a good example of things. <laughs> yeah. Do you just not care what people think, or you do and you don't show it, or you just never got caught up in that? I never got caught up in that. I mean, maybe if it's like directed right now at me, I would be like taken aback by it, but I don't think I really care. Because <laughs> I think a lot of young girls think. think that you have to be really cutthroat and everything like that, like exactly like the girl that you auditioned against in for Gypsy yeah. in order to succeed in that business. And you're obviously an example of succeeding in this business without being like that. Yeah. I really strive not to be that way. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't really get you that far in the long run. People tend to see those patterns and you'll kind of get a reputation for being that way. And I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's I don't think people want to hire people like that. No, I, they, they definitely don't. If you had advice for a young girl that right now is in high school and they're deciding they're going to do this as a career or they're in college, what would your advice be? I always say never give up because it's so easy in this business to just say, I'm not good enough, I can't do this, 
there are so many people that are better than me and you kind of just have to have confidence and s stick to it and really believe in yourself and believe that you can do it and you will. Well, that's a great, I mean, that's a great example for anyone any yeah. age. I heard about a time capsule. What is that? Yeah, so before Gypsy closed, all the girls in my dressing room, we decided to put pictures of ourselves and a note and like some other little gadgety things underneath our rug. We lifted up the corner of the rug and we put all the stuff underneath. So of course, the first day that we were in the Schubert again um, with Matilda, first day, I ran up to that dressing room and ripped open, ripped the rug up and everything was still there. Everything was still there? Yeah, 10 years later. <laughs> and what was in there? There was a picture of like the four girls and we wrote on the back this letter and there was like a keychain thing. I think someone's like mic cord and it's all still there. It's actually like stuck to the ground. Oh, that is great. I know uh, I, when I performed in that theater, just knowing that it was where Chorus Line started, yeah. it was just unbelievable. I was like, I can't believe Chorus Line was here. And um, Barbara Streisand did I Can Get to Wholesale there. It's, that theater alone has a lot of, yeah, a lot lot of history. history. What is, what's your most exciting moment that you've had in, in your Broadway career? Probably the Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> that is great. That, no, that's a great one, especially because it came from the heart. Yeah, All I right. finally got to do it. Four shows later. Four shows later. <laughs> you'll, you'll get to do it again. Hopefully. All right. If well, I don't, it's okay. <laughs> <that's> okay. <laughs> is there a favorite song that I could end this podcast on of all the shows that you've done? All the shows? Oh, that's so hard. It like could be tomorrow, just so you know. <laughs> I like to say when I grow up, mainly because I made my Broadway debut at the Schubert Theater and would dream about growing up, and now I get to sing every night about growing up and imagining myself as a little kid wanting to do this and I'm still doing it on the same stage. <laughs> That's a brilliant, a brilliant thing to say. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. And now get you to rehearsal <laughs> so you can go put in a bunch of new kids. Yeah. All right.